As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
Greetings and salutations, friends, and welcome back. So today I thought we'd take a sort of a strange trip down the rabbit hole because this has all happened before and it will probably happen again. The United States government has, some say for some 70 years now, been hiding the truth about UFOs and aliens. And up until, I suppose, about 2016, most people interested in these subjects agreed that the government was the enemy. But suddenly, in 2016, along comes something called To The Stars Academy, a public benefit corporation. Now, it's been some time now, and I'd still like for somebody to show me what benefit the public got for all those investment dollars that they solicited. I, I, I don't see a public benefit. In fact, what I see is people profiteering off of specifically three videos that some say were leaked by the United States government. But that's not actually what happened, is it? No, what happened is that a one-time Pentagon employee in the form of Lou Elizondo somehow authorized the declassification of those three videos. And then somehow someone walked those videos out into a, the Pentagon parking lot where one Chris Mellon, who would also become an employee of this organization, this public benefit company, someone walked those three videos out to him waiting in the parking lot. And for one reason or another, he took those videos and took them to TTSA, who then profited from them for years. And I would just like for someone to explain to me how any of this is legal, because I'm confused. Were I a Pentagon employee, for example, and I declassified, let's say, drone videos of attacks in Iraq or Afghanistan, and then I snuck them out to the parking lot, or someone working with me snuck those videos out to the parking lot where someone would, was waiting to take them. And then that person took those videos to a for-profit company that claims to be a public benefit, I don't know. And then we profited from those the release of those videos for years. I don't believe that that would be legal for me to do. Now, again, I'm not a lawyer or an expert in how declassification works or who's allowed to profit from these videos. Should Tom DeLong, Lou Elizondo, Chris Mellon, Hal Putoff, and others be allowed to profit from videos that were classified, then declassified, and then taken out of the Pentagon to a waiting Chris Mellon in the parking lot and then taken to TTSA for them to slap their watermark on and broadcast them on YouTube. Should they be allowed to profit from that? 
I, I'm confused about why that is just okay. And I'm also confused, and I need someone to explain to me, did TTSA get paid for all of the news channels who transmitted or, you know, used those videos during news reports? Friends, uh, the three videos in question, FLIR, Gimbal, and GoFast. Let's take a look here. The FLIR video received 10,000 views on YouTube. The Gimbal, 8.4 million views. And the GoFast, 10 million views. That's 30 million views on YouTube. Now, uh, I'm a little bit confused. Can anybody post their videos, those three videos, since they're essentially government property or were, onto their YouTube channels? Now, it's important to note that I don't believe at this time that those videos are monetized on the To The Stars Academy, uh, To The Stars Academy YouTube page. However, those videos were shown on the History Channel and they made money on this History Channel television show, largely based on the release of these three videos. Now, it's interesting that when we talk about misinformation, you know, I said at the beginning of this broadcast that this has happened before and it's gonna happen again because the government has used misinformation agents and the cover of alien stories to cover for their top secret black projects. The most famous of these cases is perhaps the Benowitz case in which Paul Benowitz was seeing some things off of an Air Force base that he lived near. So what did the government do? They sent a literal paid disinformation agent in the form of Richard Doty to convince that person that what he was seeing was not top secret drone technology being tested and developed at that nearby base, but rather aliens. The government and their misinformation agents literally drove that man crazy. It's a tragic story. And yet somehow some people get a pass for that. And now they can become the darlings of the UFO community. But I'm not here to judge past events. I'm here to talk about current events. If the government, and this can be verified, have sent literal misinformation agents into the so-called UFO community in the past, what's to say that they are not doing it now? Some other issues come up that are very important when we talk about these things. It's also been well established that a UFO researcher by the name of Bill Moore was for a time a paid government disinformation agent. And in fact, at a 1989 MUFON conference, Moore came clean and explained that he was providing the government with information about UFO researchers, conferences, and what's going on in the UFO community in exchange for information. Moore also claimed that he had been similarly engaged in disinformation activities against 
Paul Benowitz on behalf of the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. This has all happened before. It may be happening now. And it will happen again in the future. What better cover story could there be than people believing in aliens? And isn't it interesting that we get these stories like Bob Lazar, who claimed that he worked on aliens flying saucers at a top secret sub base of Area 51. Wouldn't it be easy for the government to come out and say he never worked for us? This story is bull. This never happened. But instead of squashing the story, the United States government did nothing about it. Perhaps, just maybe, people looking for alien flying saucers off of Area 51 is exactly what the government wants. They don't want you to know what it is they're really working on. Much better to let people chase the alien hypothesis, the flying saucers that may or may not exist. So in 2016, along comes TTSA with a board filled with former CIA people, DIA people, and government workers. But this time, they were going to give us the real truth. They were going to bring us disclosure. And I got to say, uh, what a disappointment. Because, first of all, all they brought us was a television show about those, largely about those three videos that somebody snuck out of the Pentagon. Rules were broken. Sorry, bent, bent. They bent the rules. They bent, they had to bend. Chris Mellon said they had to bend the rules in order to get those videos out. They also sold books, Tom DeLong's books, and a book by Bob Lazar. Those were for profit. The television show that they took part in with the History Channel, largely based on the three videos that were snuck out of the Pentagon or declassified and then taken out of the Pentagon and taken over to the TTSA. They profited from that. They profited from the book sales. They profited from investors claiming that they were going to build a, quote, revolutionary, uh, sorry, quote, spaceship with a revolutionary power source that would change the world, unquote, while they were soliciting public investor funds. Still haven't seen a spaceship, but I've seen Tom DeLong do all kinds of let's just call them accounting gymnastics to account where all the money goes. I, I don't know how any of this is legal. I don't know how the SEC hasn't swooped in and uh, done something about what happened. And if you were unfortunate enough to have invested in TTSA, I'd like you to contact me. And let me know how much money you got back on uh, as a return on that investment if you invested in TTSA. Have the shareholders been paid any dividends? I, I don't know, but we're going to more fully explore that on a future episode here. Uh, and I can't wait to help bring that breakdown of the TTSA financial situation to you all, because that alone is an incredible story for public benefit 
company. But I don't see any benefit to the public. I see plenty of benefit to Tom DeLonge and his buddies. They're all making money. But I don't see any benefit to the public, and I certainly don't see any benefit to the shareholders, the investors. Why can't I find anybody that invested that got their money, that got their money's worth? Why can't, why doesn't anybody who invested want to talk on air about what happened there? I have been asking for several years now for somebody who invested to contact me and let me know, what did you get back on your investment? How much did you invest? How did this all work out for, for you as an investor? So far, crickets. And that alone is curious. Now, the other issue that I have with TTSA and Lou Elizondo is this. They get everything wrong. They get a lot of things wrong. Tom DeLonge famously went on Joe Rogan, and he played for Joe Rogan a fake TR3B video, swearing that it was real. And Joe Rogan's like, no, this, is, this isn't real. That can't be real. Come on. This is a fake video, Tom. His performance on the Joe Rogan show as a representative of his To the Stars Academy was uh, dismal, a terrible, terrible failure. And so what do we get here? We get a guy with a bunch of government people, former rock star Tom DeLong, with a bunch of uh, government people who say they're going to do stuff to benefit the public. And then they make a lot of money for themselves, apparently. But I don't know where all the money that the investors are supposed to get back is. And there's all kinds of shady accounting games with the TTSA. Uh, and we're going to break it down on a future episode. But that is beyond the uh, part that is beyond the scope of tonight's broadcast, which I'm hoping won't be a short one, honestly, because I've got an awful lot of things to do. Let me check this out. No. You really shouldn't do that during a live broadcast. Somebody uh, posted, rest in peace, somebody, and, and I don't believe they're dead, so <laughs> please don't do that. So, Back to misinformation and getting things wrong. Uh, I followed TTSA, uh, and I kept asking where the spaceship was. Nobody wanted to answer my questions. I even tried to contact TTSA multiple times, including their spokesperson. And did you know that their spokesperson or media relations person is Tom DeLong's sister, who gets paid $150,000 a year, apparently from those investor funds? I'm not sure what she does that's worth $150,000. And I'd like somebody to explain that to me. How do you get paid $150,000? I emailed, called, no response. Great. But you know, there was a thread, uh, and I don't usually want to cover a Twitter thread, but this one is so, so topical here and important that I thought we should. And that is a thread from uh, John from the Black Vault, who broke down all of the misinformation that they have peddled since TTSA began and, and Lou has peddled. Recently, Lou uh, was on a radio show, the host of which we don't 
mention here, but many of you will know who I'm talking about. And he cites the Sun newspaper from England, which is a tabloid rag joke of a newspaper. Citing that as a source would be exactly like me citing the National Enquirer or, you know, the Globe newspaper in, in, in the United States and saying, see, Clinton met with aliens because it was in the Globe newspaper. It must be true. No, friends. Lou Elizondo has made multiple, multiple mistakes like this. And, and, it, and it just brings into question every other statement that he's made. He's using a trash rag tabloid newspaper as a source for a talking point. And what about those other talking points? Like we have biological samples. We have exotic metals or things that may be recovered from flying saucers. You know, if he can't even get things right and he's citing things like a uh, tabloid rag newspaper, I, I think we can make some determination about his ability to vet accurate information or not. And, you know, there is this there is this concept here in ufology of these UFO messiahs. They come along and uh, they claim they're going to bring about disclosure. Um, the first that I can really uh, say was one of the UFO messiahs was Stephen Greer, who in 2001 started the Disclosure Project and had a big press conference. And he's going to bring us disclosure. He's one of the UFO messiahs. And one of the things that you'll notice about the UFO messiahs is that they get this level of worship and respect in the UFO community because they're going to bring us the truth about these aliens, but they never do. No, they make, they all make a lot of money, right? That's another hallmark of a UFO messiah. You're going to be a UFO messiah. You got to have lots of stories about UFOs and aliens. You got to do lots of conference appearances. You got to make lots of documentaries or make a lot of books to sell. And uh, you got to make a lot of money. Okay, buy my latest course, buy my app, buy my book, buy my documentary. But they never give you any of the smoking gun evidence that they claim that they have. It's all maybe true, could be true, couldn't be anything other than aliens. I love that. I love that talking point they all use. Well, it couldn't have been it couldn't have been a human made craft for these reasons. Friends. The person who runs Lockheed Skunk Works once said, we have things out in the desert that would make George Lucas jealous. And I believe that. There's no way for any so-called UFO messiah to know what exactly is in the United States arsenal of weaponry and advanced aerial craft. But yet they'll tell you. And I just heard Lou Elizondo today on a broadcast basically claiming, oh, these things got, it, it has to be aliens, right? But I'll leave the door open just a little bit that it might be foreign technology. What, well, what about United States technology? Because I don't care, Lou Elizondo, if you worked at the Pentagon, you had a certain level of access. You don't know. Even working at the Pentagon, you have no idea what is being developed 
by Lockheed Skunk Works, by Boeing, by other manufacturers and developers of advanced aerial aircraft. Now I'm hearing new claims from Lou Elizondo that he worked on special drone projects and he mentioned some. So we're going to FOIA the government and we're going to find out if he indeed worked on those projects or had any involvement in them. Because the problem, the real problem with Lou Elizondo is that he says a lot of stuff, but there's never any paperwork. There's never any proof to the things that he says. And let's not forget that all of this started in 2016 with the New York Times article in which somebody lied to the New York Times. And since Mr. Elizondo is cited as the major source of that article, I can only assume that he lied or misrepresented things to them. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He claimed that the program that he worked for had a certain amount of budget. And now we know that that program he worked for had no budget. You see, the problem with Lou Elizondo is that he could not have worked full time on a UFO project that had zero funding. No, friends. He did something else within the Pentagon. And does this story sound familiar? Kind of like Nick Pope, who claimed that he ran the British mod UFO program. But then we find out, no, he was just an administrative assistant. And what does that mean? He was a desk jockey. He did things like type letters and fax things for people more important than him. How is Lou Elizondo running a UFO program that has zero funding? And there's all of this murkiness and gray area, right? Was it ATIP or AUSAP? No, AUSAP got the funding, not ATIP. He claims he ran ATIP and had funding of $22 million, right? Oh, no. That's right. ATIP did not have the $22 million in funding. It was AUSAP, a separate program that he did not run that got that money. And it would appear, no matter what you call the program, that there's $22 million and we got what? What do we get for the $22 million? Now, I'll give you that $22 million is a literal drop in the bucket to a government, a government program. 
But what do we get? If he studied UFOs and ran a program, where are all the papers? Now, I don't know everything about how the government works and declassification and all these different things. But I know one thing. If there's a government program, there's an awful lot of papers. They love paperwork. And we, where is Lou Elizondo's paperwork? We get a few things. We get that request form for when he was trying to declassify those three videos so that he could go over to TTSA. Oh, and by the way, we now know from the Who's Lou documentary that he moved his wife right next to TTSA a year before he worked for them. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that these people planned this profiteering scheme this entire time. But that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. And, uh, you know, oh, uh, another really point of good news. I'm happy to say that uh, Manny from Area 503 fought the false copyright strikes leveled against him uh, by a dickhead show host. <laughs> And uh, TTSA, they copyright claimed his documentary uh, so that they could get it taken off of YouTube, but it is now back. Just search for Area 503 in the YouTube search bar. You'll find the Who's Lou documentary, and I think you should watch it. And uh, I think that you should start asking questions of Lou Elizondo, who apparently only goes on shows that aren't going to ask him the hard questions. But I'm still hopeful that someday a show host that doesn't know me well is going to let me co-host if they get Lou as a guest, right? That would be nice. And we could ask him these questions directly. Like, why did you move your wife right next to TTSA where you would work a year later, a year before you took a job there? But then we do see a pattern of him moving his wife to wherever his next job is, always sometime before he moves to a new place of employment. Interesting, isn't that? Because TTSA claimed that they, they, they didn't know each other. They didn't even know each other till like a week before he took the job. Sure, sure, Tom DeLong. And why is Tom DeLong copyright striking uh, a channel with, you know, less than 10,000 subscribers who made a documentary film? They don't want you to see it, friends. They do not want you to see that documentary. They don't want people to start asking these questions, especially not before the next Lou Elizondo cash in, which is his book, which he now claims is going to be game changing. It's going to change everything. and They will be able to put the cat back in the bag after his book. So we're expected to believe that this whole time he had some kind of smoking gun proof, right? But he held off so that what he could write a book and make more money. He didn't make enough money on the television show. He didn't make enough money working for TTSA. Apparently, he's not making enough money speaking at online UFO conferences for, let's just say, less than credible people that he has decided to involve himself with. But to get a real education into why something's wrong here, we would have to detail all the fake information that TTSA and Lou Elizondo has pushed they have, let's see, pushed fake pictures of balloons as UFOs. Tom DeLong has pushed a fake video of a TR-3B on the biggest podcast on planet Earth. That was embarrassing for him. And I believe after that, they pulled him back and said, yo, you can't be the spokesperson for this thing anymore. Do public appearances if you're going to screw up that badly. The biggest podcast on planet Earth 
that gets some, I don't know, 10 or 15 million views for episode. And Tom DeLong with his new organization that's going to bring about disclosure, him and all his CIA government friends, they're going to bring his disclosure. And the best that Tom DeLong could do is show Joe Rogan a fake video of a TR3B. And there's more. They pushed uh, the fact that they have some kind of exotic materials, which may come, may have come from an alien flying saucers, right? But they forget to tell you that most of the material they have was the so-called arts parts, which even Art Bell himself said, this is all regular material. There's nothing special about it. It's nonsense. But that doesn't stop UFO grifters. Not so fast. In swoops Linda Moulton Hale, who says, I'll get them scientifically tested. And then she did. And the scientist that she hired was able to reproduce those materials and told her these are regular earthly materials. There's nothing exotic here. She didn't like that guy. So she squashed his report, never, never gave his report uh, that there was nothing extraordinary about those metal fragments and that he could reproduce them. She buried that, and then she hired new guys that would say there was something special about them. Fast forward years later, those arts parts been around forever. Linda Hell made a lot of money talking about how they were alien parts. They're not. Nobody's ever proved shit. Fast forward years later, Tom DeLonge swoops in and buys those parts, and suddenly he's telling everybody that TTSA is in possession of exotic material from UFOs. And what did they do? They used a stock image of a, a certain kind of a rock in their announcement about that. And, and it goes on and on and on. And now we have Lou Elizondo pushing fake, fake, doc, well, there weren't fake documents. They were real documents, but it was about a training exercise. It wasn't what he purported it to be. And it certainly wasn't what the Sun newspaper purported it to be. And on and on we go with these fake people pushing fake nonsense. It's all about the money, friends. You know, if Lou Elizondo stands up and goes, all right, we've got some videos uh, of UFOs, but they may be drones. It's, qu it's quite likely that they're drones or unmanned aerial vehicles, whatever you want to call them. There's no money in that. There's no big story in that. But the fact that they may be aliens, that's where the money is. And I have seen this time and time again. You know, there are some very credible researchers that do not go straight to the alien explanation, almost ever. And they look at UFO, so-called UFO proof, and they try to get to the bottom of what it really is. And most of the time, there is a very simple explanation for what it is. Go look how much those people are making. Then contrast that with how much money the people pushing aliens constantly are making. Stephen Greer, Lou Elizondo, Tom DeLong, and others have made literally millions of dollars. And there's others too, like Linda Hale. I'm sure she's made millions of dollars over the years pushing this. Richard Dolan and others. Everybody pushing the aliens is making the money. And while I would love to believe, I'm going to need something a little bit better than maybe proof. Could be. Maybe could be's and possibilities is not proof. 
It's maybes, possibilities, and could be's. I guess I've been here too long, and that's something else that we could talk about. You know, there is cycles to this stuff, right? Disclosure is going to come. You know, like that one, that that report that we just got, that's going to be disclosure. No, it wasn't. It was a big, fat, nothing burger, and I predicted it would be a big, fat, nothing burger. But it didn't stop people like Jeremy Corbell and Lou Elizondo and everybody else from hyping that up for months and months and months, doing all these media appearances. We're going to get disclosure. Disclosure's coming with this report. They're going to have to tell us the truth, and then nothing burger. But... I thought it would be good to go over this uh, thread from John from the Black Vault. And, uh, you know, kind of hesitant to do this, but uh, we're going there because we're going to get a, uh, a ridiculous amount of haters and uh, people, you know, harassing me on Twitter. But, you know, I have a new attitude towards that, and that is block, 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 block. If you want to ask me a question, or engage with me respectfully or disagree with me respectfully, we're all for that here. Uh, we believe in free speech and, and not censoring people and all of that. But when people are going to become abusive and nasty, I just don't have time for it anymore. I apologize to those uh, who may not get to me or get an answer from me. If you, you know, tweet at me or message me because I'm getting busier and busier now, the bigger that this show is growing. Um, but I also uh, sometimes just check out after a show like this because I just know that it's going to be a whole bunch of venomous, nasty people. And I, and I hate that sometimes the good people get lost in there. But, you know, the good people know where to contact me, and they're always welcome here in the live chats. And, uh, you know, I try not to miss you people because I, I do the show for the, for the good people, not for these nasty, negative negativist assholes, you know, who just want to harass me because I said something they disagreed with. Like, dude, uh, there is so much more important things to worry about in this world than this stuff. And for people to get this angry, upset, and nasty about it. But, you know, recently I've been thinking about this. This is truly like a religion for some people. And, and it would, and, and me coming out and say, all this shit is fake and all these people pushing it are fake. It's, it's really akin to somebody telling, you know, I happen to be a Christian. And if somebody were to tell me, uh, you know, all those saints and Jesus and, and those angels and all that's all fake shit. And you're stupid for believing it. I would be equally upset. Probably I wouldn't, you know, go on a, a, a 12 hour Twitter tirade harassing people who said that, but you know, I, I can understand how some people may be upset about some of the things that we discuss here because some of these people so desperately believe all this stuff that attacking it is akin to attacking their religion. They don't want, they want to live in a delusion, right? And these people who I have mentioned here tonight are feeding their delusion, so they love them. And that's why we get these people up on a pedestal. You're not allowed to ask questions. You're not allowed to call these people when they get caught dead to rights selling completely and totally fake shit. Like, I don't know, video game cover artwork that they claim is a real picture of an alien or whatever. Or Lou Elizondo pushing a goddamn Sun newspaper, the biggest rag in England, full of fake shit. 
they don't want to hear that their hero did that, but he did and more. And I think that, uh, you know, I saw this thread recently and I would say that, that, that these people, especially Lou Elizondo and Tom DeLonge, they have a lot of questions to answer, but they keep kicking the can, right? They just keep kicking the can. Like, let's just keep going on friendly shows that will do the UFO circle jerk and not ask us hard questions, you know, the, the shows that we know they're friendly and they're fans of mine, let's just do those shows. And, you know, it used to bother me because Lou Elizondo said, I'll go on anybody's show. He won't come here. He won't go on Goof On or a few other shows or he won't go on Third Phase of Moon, of all things. Listen, uh, despite whatever I feel about Third Phase of Moon, they do literally have the biggest channel about UFOs on on YouTube. So him refusing to go on my show is one thing, even though I've seen him go on shows that have, you know, half of my subscribers. It's not about subscribers to him. It's about who's going to be friendly to him, who's not going to challenge him. And I'm sorry, but that makes him a coward. And the fact that he won't go on third phase of moon makes him a coward because that's the biggest UFO channel. If you've really got a message or important information that you think people need to hear, why would you not go on a show that big unless you were scared of what they might ask you? Now, I get it. There's these factions, you know, the third phase moon aligned themselves with Stephen Greer and, and uh, you know, Goofon as well. And Stephen Greer's got a problem with Lou Elizondo. But I don't understand why Lou Elizondo won't just go on a show and have a conversation with Stephen Greer. I'd like to see that, wouldn't you? Those two are beefing big time. I think Stephen Greer says that uh, Lou Elizondo is a CIA disinformation agent. And uh, Lou Elizondo says a lot of stuff about Stephen Greer, like he's running a cult and things like that, <laughs> which may be true, by the way. You know, look, I, I'm neutral in this. I, I think that they're both full shit. <laughs> I think they're both full shit. Both Stephen Greer and Lou Elizondo, they're both full shit. They just have different shit, right? Um, but the fact that they're beefing, right? Because listen, there's only so much money in this UFO thing and each of them wants to make the most of it that they can, right? So you gotta, you gotta tear down the other guy because his stuff's bullshit, but mine's real. That's another thing. Lou Elizondo is going to tell us that Stephen Greer's full of shit, but I'm not, I'm not full of shit. Stephen Greer is, it's, it's laughable because they both say absolutely fantastical things with no evidence, no proof, no backup, no no sort of, you know, uh, even indication of evidence. Stephen Greer is showing people pictures of freaking moths telling them they're aliens. And Lou Elizondo is running around telling everybody that the government has biological UFO samples, right? Might be, or excuse me, the government has what may be alien, you know, samples of, of tissue or whatever, uh, okay, do you, do you got any proof of that? Well, my NDA, uh, you know, I, I'm getting a little, we're getting a little dangerous here. Uh, you know, I, I've got an NDA and I, I can't really, well, why bring it up in the first place, Lou Elizondo, unless you've got proof of that fantastical claim you made, right? Trust me, dude, that's how this works. Uh, the government, I believe the government may be in possession of some alien biological samples. Wow, that's that's amazing, Lou Elizondo. 
Uh, how do you know that? Well, I'm, I'm uh, getting close to my NDA, so I can't I can't really disclose how I know that or why I think that is true and accurate. But just trust me, dude. Just trust me. The government has them. Dude, just trust me. That's how this garbage works. Just like Stephen Greer. Dude, just trust me. Uh, you can buy an app for $10 and you can talk to the aliens too. By the way, I'm buying the app. We're going to do it and we're going to report the results. But back to the misinformation that, T that TTSA and Lou Elizondo has spread. Uh, John from the Black Vault, and I hope he's not going to be upset that I'm sharing this, but it is public Twitter post, so I think we're okay. But, you know, here I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. John from the Black Vault is a gentleman. He really is. He is who I should aspire to be more like, right? He's like a real journalist or something because he doesn't say – he's just not crude, okay? I'm like the bad, crude version of him sometimes because I do good research, but then I get upset. And I say stuff like, that guy's full of shit, and here's why. This guy is a bullshitter. No, John from the Black Vault is very much more professional and diplomatic and, and what I would aspire to be more like, right? I, I could learn a lot from him and how he handles these things, but he's not afraid to go after the truth and ask hard questions, right? Or to show you why maybe, just maybe, Somebody should not be trusted to tell us the truth about these UFOs and aliens because they have displayed their ability and willingness to push literal fake information as something more than it is. And that's the game that I believe Tom DeLong and Lou Elizondo have been playing here. They take a little, little bit of something that may be true or could be true and they hype it up. And I just heard him on a show today said, he said, I would rather under under hype and over deliver than over hype. And all he does, all he has is hype. He hasn't shown us proof of anything, nothing. He's gotten a couple of videos declassified out of the Pentagon, right? That's it. And what do those videos prove? Apparently those videos prove nothing because it's not a smoking gun. It could be drones. It could be anything. But this is where we find ourselves. Let's get to the let's get to this. So this is from John from the Black Vault. Uh, he says, I think my retweet about calling others out for inaccurate information was misconstrued by some. So let me explain further the frustration that sparks posts like that. This may be long, but controversial, but it needs to be said. So here goes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, listen, Lou also was called out by Stephen Greenstreet because he completely and totally mischaracterized documents on CNN saying that they were recently declassified when they came from decades ago. <laughs> uh, that's just one of the Lou Elizondo fuck-ups. Pardon the French. All right. So uh, John says, I truly mean no disrespect to any party. See that? He's so diplomatic and professional and nice. Goes on to say, but I think middle of mayhem, that's Stephen Greenstreet, uh, I am not speaking for him, and his recent posts point out a trend, a trend that goes back to day one of visuals used to fit a narrative in the current UFO conversation, but they aren't accurately portrayed. True. Three. And I truly mean day one of this current conversation. In the original press conference in October 2017 that introduced Luis Elizondo to the world, 
a party balloon was shown to depict a tic-tac as Chris Mellon talked. This, of course, was entirely inaccurate. Yes, yeah, so to the Stars Academy, when they had their fake press conference, by the way, it wasn't a press conference. There was nobody there. They were in an empty room. Uh, to the Stars Academy live presentation on Nimitz UFO by Chris Mellon. What they showed was a picture of a party balloon. Nimitz UFO photo is of a party balloon taken in Manchester, UK in 2005 by Steve Mera. Next, we get Luis Elizondo on October 2018 lecture in Italy telling the world stage about UFOs. He talked about a series of events where in 1952, UFOs were seen buzzing the Capitol of the White House. He showed, quote, real photographs, unquote, that consisted of a CGI construct and a cartoon. <laughs> so Lou Elizondo shows a CGI construct and a cartoon and says, these are real photographs of the time UFOs uh, buzzed Washington, D.C. And now that event might be real, but why would you use completely and totally fake manufactured images and suggest that they were real photographs? And what kind of a counterintelligence officer is so bad at research like this? He mischaracterized documents on CNN. He's using fake photographs. He's quoting the Globe, New or I'm sorry, the Sun newspaper in England as a credible media source. Doesn't he know that's a rag? That's like, you know, Biden met with aliens. That's the kind of stories that they have. Trump met with a secret council of galactic aliens. They posted that story, too. Maybe Lil Elizondo can use that story as proof of his alien claims. Moving on, August 2018, a video was released by TTSA Academy saying Mr. Elizondo and the team were collecting UFO material samples. The conversation then shifted towards metamaterials and how these samples could blow the entire topic wide open. Uh, and this one I caught. I, honestly, and I believe I may have been the first person to catch it, a press release was sent out. That press release outlined numerous pieces were acquired by TTSA, which come from, quote, an advanced aerospace vehicle of unknown origin, unquote. In the announcement, they use a rock sample known as malachite from a stock photo house. And uh, I was one of the people that caught that. As soon as they made the press release, I just did a Google reverse image search because I said, that's a picture of like a mineral sample or something that doesn't even look like metal to me. And it turns out, yeah, they used a picture of malachite, a special kind of rock from a stock photo house. Why would they misrepresent a photo of a rock as materials from, quote, an advanced aerospace vehicle of unknown origin, unquote? Why would they just not use a picture of the actual material? John goes on to say, I think a genuine question we all need to ask is why would TTSA Academy show a black and white photograph of a mineral known as malachite, exact photo available from a stock house? And he gives the link for where that photo came from. I did back then too as well. Um, many people actually caught the fact that they were using a stock picture of a, of a rock. All they did is buy it from a, a stock photo place and they turned it black and white.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. So that's great. Next. In the television series Unidentified, Mr. Elizondo, Tom DeLonge, and three unidentified individuals are shown with the insinuation that they were the ones running the current ATIP UFO investigative efforts. One of the three individuals have come forward. According to him, he was entirely misrepresented and he was forced to file a report to his superiors within the DOD. And the story gets much weirder. He came forward and part of his story is here. And John found that individual that was shown on the TV show and misrepresented. And there's a whole story about how Lou Elizondo and Tom DeLong completely and totally misrepresented that guy in their television show. Essentially, they lied about what the meeting was about, what he was there for, what they were talking about. Again, they misrepresent things in order to hype it up and sell it. Okay. Number nine, just this past week, Mr. Elizondo prof profiled, oh, I, I saw profited. Yeah, because I'm always, when I hear Elizondo, the first thing I think of is profited or profit. Mr. Elizondo profiled, pardon me, you know, Freudian slip there. Elizondo, profit, Elizondo, profit. Yeah, that's, that's the way, yeah. Anyway, Mr. Elizondo profiled an article from The Sun, a commonly lambasted UK tabloid-style paper, which commonly runs over-embellished stories about aliens. Mr. Elizondo conveyed one of those false narratives on a certain radio show, which created a firestorm. Yeah, because it was fake. Number 10. But the firestorm of excitement was unneeded. Not only was the headline misleading, the declassified NSA material was nothing of the sort. The entire real history behind the document that has been talked about can be found here. Yeah, and it was a training exercise. It had nothing to do with what Lou Elizondo or the Sun newspaper or anybody else has been hyping. People have been hyping that thing for years. It's not what it appears to be. Eleven, as people like Stephen Greenstreet, myself and others, are lambasted for bringing up stuff like the above. Where is the same criticism for the trend on inaccuracies? I am in no way even close to perfect. I make mistakes all the time. 
Where known, I correct them. Yes, and uh, and and John's very good with that. Twelve, but why is there such a double standard when it comes to the heroes and the villains? <clears throat> and what has turned into a role-playing game for so many? Yes, this has become a LARP, a live-action role-playing game. Some can do no wrong while others can do no right. Thirteen, there comes a time when there is enough misrepresentation of a material. Questions should be asked. It doesn't mean there needs to be insults or public lashings or anything of the sort. 14, but if I continually used false imagery or misrepresented documents, I can assure you there's a handful of people that would make mega blogs about me, create memes, tweet obsessively about it, and then they would party right into the triumph with their secret clubs. 15, I yet again am reminded about the double standard that exists within the UFO conversation. I won't be afraid to call out, that isn't a call to arms as some of you want to believe I meant, the inconsistencies. If they're resolved, great, we move on. If they aren't, then we should all continue to ask questions and press for answers from those who claim they are giving you the honest truth. I speak for only myself here, but I am not wanting to be in an echo chamber. Finally, he says, I encourage respectful dialogue, and if I make a mistake, call me out. All the above all applies to me, too, and I've always said that. We are a team, and despite what some people think, we don't have to walk on eggshells as we pursue the truth. It's tougher than that. So th there we have it, a, a very good, well-thought-out history of all of the things that TTSA and Tom DeLong and Lou Elizondo have inaccurately misrepresented in order to sell their narrative. And I, for one, think that it's, it's very problematic, right? That I think John is right. If I get something wrong, I get hammered over it. I mean hammered. If John gets something wrong, he gets hammered. Green Street and a few others get something wrong. We all get hammered. We get hammered for it. Even if we apologize and explain it and move forward, we all get hammered. But these UFO messiahs, they get a pass. So what if they used a fake picture of a party balloon? So what if they held a press conference and claimed it was a press conference, but there was not one member of the press there? They did it for an empty auditorium they rented. So what? So what if Tom DeLong went on Joe Rogan and showed a picture of a fake, showed a video of a fake UFO that wasn't real, it was CGI, right? So what if Lou Elizondo got the fact that he is quoting from recently declassified documents that weren't recently declassified and had very little to do with, with what he was trying to use them as proof of. So what? So what if they use a fake picture of a rock while they're claiming to have exotic materials in their possession, which may be aliens? So what? And they never, none of them ever explain this shit. All of these UFO circle jerk show hosts, I watched one today, terrible show, terrible interview, all this shit. And what do they ask them? Softball circle jerk questions. Tell us about your upcoming book, Lou. What we lick your asshole. Why isn't anybody asking Lou Elizondo these questions? The real questions that he should be answering. Or all the questions in that Who's Lou documentary. Why is nobody asking him those questions? Why isn't he stepping forward like a man, right? And saying, uh, listen, I understand you made a documentary. There's a lot of questions in it. And I'm here. I'll answer some of those questions because it's not what you think or whatever. 
No, he didn't do that. You know what he did? He goes on a circle jerk show host show and threatens to take people behind the barn and teach them a lesson. This man threatened people with physical violence because they asked questions. Seems pretty weak to me, Lou. If you got to threaten people with violence because they asked you questions you don't like. And why does it get a pass for that? If I threaten people with physical violence, I would get hammered. I would get crucified for, for making violent threats against people. But this UFO messiah just gets to tell people he's going to beat them up because they ask questions he doesn't like. And this is another thing. On this show today, Lou Elizondo says, I don't dox people. Well, that show that you were on told people, we're going after you for hosting a documentary filmmaker. We're going after you for going after Lou. And what did they do? They doxed me. They doxed the filmmaker. They tried to get Rich's show uh, deleted from YouTube. That's a whole nother issue. So while maybe Lou Elizondo doesn't directly dox people, he's never come out and said that he disagreed with that show host that licks his asshole constantly and, and their friends doing all that. Hey, Lou, I got doxed. I have a wife and children. Would you make a statement that you disavow, that you don't condone people doing that to people who disagree with you? Would you be a man and come forward and do that? Or what about the filmmaker? Do you think he should get doxxed, harassed, cyber-stalked, and threatened for making that documentary? Or what about the other show hosts that hosted that filmmaker getting harassed, threatened, intimidated, talk shit on? Why don't you just answer the questions and stop using your ass lickers to defend yourself? But this is where we're at, and this is where we find ourselves. So, look. There's not much more I could say about this, except that I'm I'm tired of these UFO messiahs getting a pass. They shouldn't get a pass like this. Why don't they have to answer the hard questions, especially when they themselves are the ones that are generating this misinformation, this fake information? Why don't they have to answer for that? And I want to thank Al Warrior for a kind and generous $3.33 uh, super chat. Thank you for your kindness, your generosity, and your continued support of the show. It is much, much appreciated. We're a viewer-supported show, so let me just tell you, there's some few things. If you're tired of the UFO circle jerk and you want people asking these UFO messiahs and other personalities the hard questions, then please support independent media like this. There's a few ways to support us. You can join our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. We'll be doing a Patreon-only stream this weekend. And uh, we do sort of the backstage pass. You get all my music that I make before it's ever made public. You get a monthly show journal, some extra content, and more. Uh, the link to join my Patreon is in the description of this video. Or you can make a PayPal donation. And just be sure if you make a PayPal donation that you do uh, add a note and include your chat room user ID. Because we shout out every PayPal donator. We shout out every... Super chat. We read all the super chats. It's another way that you can help us. Wow. <coughs> all right. We have a kind and generous. 
$50 PayPal donation from Dennis. Thank you very much. And we're going to read all these when we come back. So the other way to help me is with the PayPal, or excuse me, with the Super Chat. There's a money button down there in the live chat. And all you do is hit that button and put in however much money. If you've never done it before, you might need to add a credit or a debit card in order to make it work. But then it'll just work forever. And you can throw money at me whenever you want after the first time. And we appreciate that. We read each and every single Super Chat. So what we're going to do is I'm going to take a short musical break. And when we come back, we're going to read every single Super Chat. So if you have some generosity in your heart, if you like the content we're producing and you want to see us continue producing it, hit that money button and throw a couple of bucks in our hat to keep us doing this good work that doesn't involve the Circle Jerk. Okay? There's enough. There's so many UFO Circle Jerk shows. We need people asking the hard questions. And I'd like to be one of them. So... If you're feeling generous and you want to support the show, hit that money button, throw a couple bucks in our hat and keep us moving forward, fighting the good fight. So we're going to take a short musical break. And when I come back, we're going to read each and every single super chat. We're going to read the PayPal donations. And then I will take comments and questions from the live chat. So if you have comments or questions, get those ready. Put them in all caps, please, so that I know that's a comment or question for me and you want me to share it on my screen and talk about it. Questions or comments for me in all caps. Money for me, hit that money button. Uh, PayPal donation, you can also, by the way, now uh, send money to us through Cash App. It's Truth Seeker Show at Cash App. Uh, all right, so we're going to take a short musical break. I have a, a new musical guest tonight, the band Bong. Uh, just hearing the band name was enough to sell me. Your band's called what? So my band's called Bong, B-O-N-G. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And they sent me a couple of their songs. Uh, they are listeners to the show and supporters of the show. So we want to give back and support their artistic endeavors. This is a great song, actually. It's by this band called Bong, and it's called Those Who Pray. We'll be right back, friends.
And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And we will be uh, having a discussion here with the live chat. We will be reading each and every super chat, chat it at us, and every single PayPal donation, cash app donation. Uh, you guys give me an attitude of gratitude. This is a viewer-supported show, and we are well-supported by many kind and generous people who help us uh, continue the show moving forward. I'm happy to say that I have literally, anybody that knows me knows that, uh, you know, I fix computers, but the problem with that is that I'm kind of like that mechanic who doesn't have time to work on his own, so mine are always, like, ripped apart and falling apart and <laughs> messed up. And I've got a few of these old Xeon uh, processor servers that I use for video editing machines. They're falling apart. They're, they have memory parity problems and things that I probably can't even fix if I had the time or wanted to. So I've replaced one, and uh, we're doing some other upgrades here in the studio. Always nice to have a couple of bucks in the till to, to just, let's just get it fixed. And I want to thank each and every one of you for that. So... Uh, and we're going to start with the Super Chats. Let me go way back. There was one of ways back here. Luckily now they let you go that far back. So we have Al Warrior with a kind and generous $3.33. Al Warrior 3. Uh, I don't know what happened to Al Warrior. Maybe he's got a new account, Al Warrior 3. Or there's three of them now, but $3.33. Uh, thank you for your kindness, your generosity, and your support of the show. It is much, much appreciated. Very kind of you. Lee Guy, Mr. Bacon, <laughs> with that's good because we're out. You know, my wife gets that box bacon that comes pre-cooked sometimes. It's great for BLT sandwiches because it's just enough. It's more than enough bacon for two really nice BLT sandwiches. And uh, we're out of that right now. So thank you, Lee Guy, for your kindness, your generosity, and your support. And, yes, the last time my uh, wife made bacon, I didn't get up in time, so my son ate it all. That's his favorite thing in the world, Lee Guy. Bacon. Andrew Masonette with a kind and generous $10 super chat says, thank you so much, Stephen. Buy your son some bacon. I will. And uh, the next time, I got to learn how to make bacon, though. I drunk a, a, a burnt bacon sandwich last week because I somehow burnt the bacon. And it wasn't because I was drunk. It was because I can't cook bacon. I don't know how my wife does it. Hers always comes out perfect. Mine, I always burn it. <laughs> but thank you, Andrew, for your kindness, your generosity, and your support. And uh, yeah, thank you very much there, uh, Lee Guy and, and Al Warrior. And then we have Amy WC with a kind and generous $3 super chat. Thank you all for your kindness, your generosity, and your support of the show. It is much, much appreciated. Um, like I said, you guys give me an attitude of gratitude. And uh, what can I say? Now we have uh, Complizaire. Now that I know, I'm sorry, Complizaire. I'm making a note. And if I, he is a longtime supporter of the show who uses PayPal. And by the way, if you have a larger uh, donation to send, like uh, boy, Complizaire uh, gets the generosity gift or generosity award tonight. He sent a kind and generous $50, or I'm sorry, is it $48.27? Or maybe it was $50 before they. Oh, it was $51. I apologize. Complizaire with a kind and generous $51 PayPal donation. And he added a note, which we read every note that people send with their PayPal donation. His note says, and this is very uh, topical for tonight, so uh, I, I'm happy to read this. 
His note says, it's all just some Bigelow claims, Bigelow aims, Bigelow paid, Bigelow framed, Bigelow scale, Bigelow said, Bigelow would like to be real, but aerospace failed big alone. No. True, real, solid evidence ever raised. Bunch of wannabe woo-woo tales of paid Bigelow crew members screwed up book deal preferring fakers tales of lying saucers that, oh, I'm going to steal that, lying saucers. That's a good term. That all of these so-called experiencers in love with aliens in their heads, abductees, fantastic Lou believers, Lulu lovers just love to hear in their UAP ET fairy tale lullabies so their normal anybody lives finally make sense to someone else. Trash retrieval for UFO dollars. Well, thank you, Complazer, for your kindness, your generosity, and your support of the show. It is much, much appreciated. Very, very generous of you. Very generous of all of you. Throwing a couple of bucks in the hat in order to keep the uh, to keep the ball rolling here. Uh, and thank you all for that kindness, that generosity, and that support. It is much, much appreciated. Okay, let's get back to the comments, questions, or anybody have any comments or questions for me, please put them in all capital letters so I know that you want me to share it. And there's Complaisir. <laughs> He's got the uh, emoji thing down, right? Oh, Al Warrior 3 says, I've been playing too much Gears of War 3 and decided to add the 3. Do you know how behind I am on games? I haven't played Gears of War 1 yet, Al Warrior. Um, in fact, I just started playing, like, Red Dead Redemption 1. <laughs> That's how behind on games I am. Uh, and, of course, I only have an old Xbox 360 console. And uh, I refuse, I've been trying to get a, a new PlayStation, but you can't even get one still. So uh, maybe someday, right? But then I thought I'd rather have a Quest VR. I don't have one of those either. I'd really like a Quest VR. And then I could just use a PC. I have a decent PC gaming rig, but I don't have time to play games. I'm, I play old games on my PC. Um, you know, one thing about playing 10-year-old games is they're, they're free or mostly free. We have... Uh, Gog, gog.com, G-O-G.com. That's a great website. You get a great old game for like five bucks, and you still support the authors of those great old games. I love Gog. Wild Ascension, the mothership with kind and generous four ninety nine super chat. Have you ever seen any type of compelling evidence of possible ET life visiting Earth? If so, what would it be? Thank you for your great show. Well, I think there is some compelling evidence, but it, again, it's always got that tantalizing maybe true. You know, the Zimbabwe case with those children that all saw flying saucers and aliens. That's a great story. I like the Cash Landrum incident. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No And I've deep dived into Roswell many, many times, and I refuse to believe that what crashed at Roswell was just a weather balloon based on all the eyewitness testimony of people who claim they saw bodies or aliens or, you know, exotic materials. I think there's something to Roswell. And uh, I'm hopeful that maybe Roswell is the key. And someday the key will go in the lock and unlock the mystery for all of us. Um, just too much. The volume of information about Roswell is, is really compelling to me. And also compelling to me is there's a book by Dom Schmidt and Tom Carey called Children of Roswell. And in the book, these children of people who were witnesses to the original Roswell event detail all the things their parents told them, and some of them didn't tell them until they were on their deathbed. I don't think that somebody in the midst of dying suddenly says, you know what, I'm going to make up stories about seeing E.T. alien bodies at Roswell in 1947 and tell my kids about that. No, I think that's uh, very compelling evidence. But I, I'm still on the search for the smoking gun, as are most people. But thank you for your kindness, your generosity, and your support of the show. I'm still waiting for some new David Wilcock videos from you. I'm too lazy to go through and make them, right? Oh, yeah, the Holloman. That's another one. That's one of my favorites, too. Kepsa says, I like the Holloman Air Force Base landing with the chit-chat between the Army men and the aliens that allegedly had three different cameras rolling. Yeah, and there's some weird uh, there's some weird stuff about that. Truth Seekers, hey, Stephen, do you remember Amiga 500 Moonstone? Yes, I do. And uh, I still have companies there. I have an original, my original, the first one I ever had, Amiga 1000. And now there's uh, something called a vampire accelerator that you can put into it that brings it up to not exactly modern specs, but good enough to browse on it still and do a lot of more modern things with it. I keep uh, saying I'm going to try to get one of those accelerators and set my old Amiga up. If not that, then I have um, I have a floppy emulator for that. I just have not set it up yet. Um, I have two retro computers that I really like. The TRS-80 Color Computer 3, which was the first 8-bit computer that you could get, really, that multitasked. And uh, also, it had 512K RAM, but now there you can get up to 2 megs of RAM in a Color Computer 3. I have one of those. But I, I'm always like waiting for parts, and I keep saying I'm going to set them up in the basement and play with them with my kid, but I haven't yet. So that, Color Computer 3, and an original Amiga 1000. I also have a 500, Complete there, in my garage, but uh, I prefer the 1000 because it has a separate keyboard and mouse, and, you know, uh, it's just a, a little more what I came up with. I couldn't afford an Amiga 500, and it, and it makes no sense, but Amiga came out with the 1000 first, then the 500, which was an all-in-one keyboard like a Commodore 64. It was cost-reduced. I have the better Amiga 1000. I thought it was better anyway, but they're very, very similar in architecture and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yes, Amy Collins, the Amigas made graphics for television well into the 90s. Yeah, Babylon Five. All of the all of the the space fighting scenes and the CGI was all done. Babylon Five was all done on Amiga two thousand computers, 
or maybe 4,000 computers later and render farms. They would have like 12 Amigas going at once rendering the scenes uh, with a program called Lightwave, which I still have on my Linux box and use occasionally, but I'm terrible at it. And also the Amiga had video toasters, which allowed you to uh, edit video before anybody even knew that you could do that on a computer. Zaxonite says, I remember people being impressed by the graphics. Yes. Uh, I think it was something like 16 million colors in 1988 <laughs> or something or 4,096. 4,096 colors in 1988 when uh, PCs had 16 color graphics. Amigas had 4,096 color graphics. Later pumped up to 16 million, of course, with upgrades, right? 12 feet tall says there will never be a disclosure because there is anything real to disclose. It's all BS. Uh, I'm still holding out hope. You know, I don't want to let it go completely, but I'm getting to the point where I'm tired. I'm tired of so much nonsense and hype, and then it all falls apart, right? Hey, folks, it felt good to yell nerd at somebody for once instead of being yelled at me. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, I'm a geek. Uh, there's a difference. Nerds are door quirky, pragmatic. Geeks were cool. I was always a geek, right? Still am, probably always still will be. In fact, tonight I have to go and set up another, uh, I have a little audio workstation in the corner over here with a mixer and microphones and distortion boxes. And I'm going to be using that specifically for recording vocals, uh, Pragmagic. I got all of these weird, Pragmagic will appreciate this. I have all of these weird, like, distortion pedals or delay pedals. And uh, one of them is a Yamaha FX550, which is really for a guitar, but I always used it on my voice because you could, it's got distortion and overdrive and all these different things and, and flange and echo and delay and reverb and you can customize the patches. And I have uh, had that box forever, uh, Pragmagic. So uh, I that, got that over there and a bunch of other little boxes. I've got a harmonizer, voice harmonizer and some other stuff. I'm going to be uh, setting that up and recording some new stuff soon, you know, uh, True Seekers, will there be another episode with Cal Korf soon? Well, I hope so, but uh, part of me part of me hopes so, and then part of me hopes not, because I got to tell you, I get shit every day on Twitter from this uh, one from Mikey Horn. It's Mikey Horn, because nobody cares that much about uh, about Cal Korf and his work to be like busting my balls every day. So, but I, you know, I'll take the slings and arrows. Sure, he's welcome back, but. Uh, He's busy with his new show with his girlfriend, Melissa. They have a show called Wicked Truth. Look it up. Al Warrior, uh, working at Geek Squad. Actually, my company is the anti-Geek Squad, Al Warrior, because instead of taking your computer to Geek Squad, you just call me and I go to the house. And luckily now with uh, COVID winding down, let's hope it's winding down. Of course, World War III is ramping up. <laughs> so that's the downside. Hopefully, Al Warrior, uh, though, the, 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 the medical situations are winding down and people won't mind me in the in their house any again and i'll be able to resume my pre-covid business which used to be pretty lucrative but you know covid killed me like uh, everybody else's small business customizing patches is your harmonizer a tc helion no i'm going to show you what it is and you're going to laugh at me pragmagic because it's it's actually a toy harmonizer but it sounds amazing 
<laughs> and I did a special mod to it to get a line out on it. But it's really just this little box with a speaker on it. And it has echo, harmonization, auto-tune, and something else. Um, but it sounds amazing. And uh, you, you're going to want one. Actually, I have a couple. I have three or four of them because I liked it so much and I was afraid they would stop making them. I can't remember exactly what it's called. I'll get with you offline, Pragmagic. But it's basically a children's toy that included a harmonizer. And I couldn't afford a real harmonizer. So I, uh, so I, you know, hacked this thing together. The TC Helion is a hell of a thing. Uh, and uh, I would love one of those, but I could never afford one. But this harmonizer gives you one, one or two voices above and one or two voices below. But unfortunately, it doesn't separate them out. But it's still a very, very useful little box because if you want like super thick backing vocals that sound like a choir behind something, left and right it, do two takes and it comes out amazing. <laughs> Toy harmonizer is music to my circuit bent ears. I'm going to bend one of these too. That's funny that you mentioned that. And you know what, Pragmagic? I, I came up with the idea that I want to do a whole album and I want to use nothing but circuit bent instruments. And I'm just going to call it bent. Isn't that a cool idea? Even if it's just a four song EP, because I'm not sure I could do 10 out of Toys and Trash like that. But I, I'm sure I could do, you know, three or four songs, right? Frapsap says, don't you miss the good old days when the government used to dismiss UFOs as conventional aircraft? Whereas now they try to convince the public that conventional aircraft are UAP. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's like when they did a total 180. They said, "Oh no, that's just that's just a helicopter. Oh, that's just a small engine aircraft." Uh, you know, no. Now it is. Uh, oh, those are aliens, right? Louis Elizondo. Uh, you know, oh, that's another thing. I'm gonna have a new character for Lou Elizondo. I got the mask. I just have to spend some time doing the hair, and I guess I'm gonna have to give him a beard. Uh, now he's going to do the beard thing for a while. But uh, if anybody has any suggestions for what the Lou Elizondo character could be called, the best I've come up with is Lou Lizalotto. <laughs> Lou Lizalotto. If anybody has any more suggestions, I'm all ears. Uh, absolutely all ears. Uh, and I want uh, somebody, you know what, I'm going to do it right now. Uh, listen, free speech one. And you can now finally see the who's Lou documentary right on YouTube. They killed his momentum though. So I would appreciate, see, here's what happens. I heard Ollie on Alien Attic saying this and, and uh, encouraging people to go and, and support, go and support Manny at Area 503's documentary because um, it, what happens when they take a video down is it screws with the algorithm. You lose all your momentum, and then you got to almost start all over again to get the video popping again. Uh, Cal Corf says Lou Lizalato is a perfect name because he does. Yeah. So uh, let me get over here and uh, oh, wait a minute. Did I? No, I got that. Okay. So I'm going to put the link to the, 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 Who's Lou documentary? Uh, one second. Who's Lou? Oh, man. I always, you know what? I will spell Lou Elizondo's name wrong for the rest of my life. And the problem is because I had a friend, I still have a friend named Lewis. Uh, 
L-O-U-I-S. And when, when I refer to him as Lewis, L-O-U, I always do that. I did it tonight for the show. I had to fix it. All right. So there's the, uh, the link for the Who's Lou documentary. Please do go over there. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a like. Give it a comment. If you've seen it already, watch it again. Help uh, Manny to get the momentum going on that thing again, because he should have gotten 50,000 views out of that. But they took it down, and now all the momentum is lost, and he has to start all over again um, to get the video popping again. And that's not fair. After all, even YouTube agreed with him that what he did was fair use and not a violation of copyright, so they had no rights to copyright claim and force his videos down with legal threat letters posted to YouTube. Um, you know, Lord Ludacris Platt says, great show tonight. Well, thank you for your kindness. So what can I say? Uh, and and uh, Manny's here, says, thank you for all your support. My pleasure. And Manny did an excellent, also on his channel, is an excellent breakdown of the TTSA finances, but he's gotten into more. And I said, you got to come here and do that again, but with me. And I'm going to uh, be looking into some things as well. And then we're going to be filing letters uh, with the SEC and other government entities asking them how any of this shit is legal. <laughs> so uh, Manny from Area 503 will be here to detail for us uh, the accounting gymnastics that Tom DeLong has done for his so-called, uh, you know, uh, public benefit corporation. There's no benefit to the public. The only benefits... Tom DeLong and apparently his sister who gets paid $150,000 a year to not return emails to anybody that asks questions, right? Out of investor funds must be nice. Yeah, and CalCorp says file with the SEC. Yeah, well, I, I hear there may be an investigation and some other uh, media, uh, large media outlets may be uh, following that story. And we want to get on the right side of history and also detail it here before, you know, uh, before anything big breaks, right? But we'll, we'll see what happens. So, you know, I think, I think we've done our due diligence. We're trying to make the shows a little shorter. We're hitting the 90-minute mark. So I'm going to bounce on out of here. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you uh, for joining us tonight. Always happy when there's an audience. So glad you could come here tonight and be a part of mine. Always uh, a pleasure to spend some time here with you. And I want to thank each and every one of you kind and generous benefactors, you PayPal donators, you super chatters, you Patreon supporters, you people sending money through Cash App. Uh, yeah, Steve S says, hey, Steve, with you on this one. Lou is in the military, once in the military, always in the military. The same military that has been hiding shit from its citizens for 75 years. Yeah, uh, I agree. And while Dissension says, Manny, I wasn't able to save that long of a video, too much space, so I came up with an idea to create a trailer for Who's Lou. Is that okay with you? Trailer will link to the movie in my description. Yeah, do it. I think he'd like you to do that, right? So thanks to all you kind and generous benefactors. Thanks to all of you kind supporters who come here to live chat. And I want to remind everybody, i got to do this every time. i got to make a bumper for this. If you are listening in audio podcast land, we appreciate you and we're glad you're there. However, you're listening to a replay. If you want to come and support us here, go on over to YouTube, youtube.com, and put Truth Seekers, one word, in the search bar. Just look for me, the strange guy with the sunglasses. That would be the Truth Seekers channel. 
we're the first one that pops up. Smash that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell, and you too will know when we're doing a live taping for the podcast. And you can come over here and be a part of the live broadcast, and more importantly, the live chat. You are most welcome here. We take comments, questions. We don't have an echo chamber here. We let people disagree. Uh, you can disagree with me even, as long you know, uh, and and oftentimes people do. <laughs> but you are most welcome. Please don't. You know, we love you listening to the audio podcast. Because and, and some people are, are driving a truck or doing things and they they need the audio podcast. That's why we provide it. But you're missing half the fun. Really come over to Truth Seeker, come over to Truth Seeker's YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell, and then you'll know when we're doing a live taping. You can come over here and be a part of the live taping and the live chat. Also, we have a Discord that you can join. The video the description to do that or the link to do that is in the live is in the description of this video. And uh, you are most welcome here. We want to invite you to be a part of the Truth Seekers community. It's more than just me here. And like I said, this isn't an echo chamber. You could be a believer, you could be a skeptic, you could be on the fence, you could be in the middle. Everybody is welcome here. And uh, we would like to have you. So what else can I say, friends? Uh, tonight we showed up and uh, did our due diligence uh, try to present something good for you. Oh, I do one little bit of show business that I have to get out of the way. Uh, number one, Kari Spooky will no longer be working with us. Now, there's a whole lot of reasons for that, and I'm not getting into any of the drama reasons. But, you know, I think I'll just remain positive and say this. About uh, people that work with me, uh, sometimes uh, throughout my lifetime, whatever I have endeavored to do, I've had what I call a good side man. And what a good side man does is I'd be the guy in the spotlight. They're a good side man. And they help me to be better at what I do. Um, I've had that in music. You know, you've got a guitar player next to you. I've had that in magic, uh, doing magic shows. I had an excellent side man there that always went out of his way to make my shows as best that they could be. And, and here we've had Kari as a side person, not exactly in the spotlight, but behind the scenes helping me to make the show look better, sound better, do better. Um, but what, one of the things with a side man is you don't want a side man that has other aspirations, really. And like if that's all they want to do is be the side person, that's when it works the best. Not to say that Carrie did an amazing job, but... Carrie has other aspirations. So she went and uh, was co-hosting uh, with uh, the girls from this one time I got abducted by aliens, then doing some paper bag news, like live news broadcast, uh, then maybe starting a UFO show. Then she's doing this, still doing this out of context CW Channer thing. Um, it's very busy. And uh, especially having other aspirations like, if she wants to host a show, uh, she's not going to have time for this. And also said that she's taking a break from the whole subject. So I think she's even taking a break from the one time I was abducted by aliens. I'm not exactly sure of the exact details of when she's coming back with her new show, but she's going to do her own show. And we wish her the best of success with all her future endeavors. I'll, I'll miss her and I'll certainly miss her help here, but you know, uh, like I said, if somebody has other aspirations, I don't want to feel like I'm holding them back. Uh, if they want to be a show host, they should go be a show host. They shouldn't be, you know, 
doing dumb shit for me, like making thumbnails or whatever. And you'll notice the thumbnails have sucked. <laughs> but uh, I have... I just haven't had time. I'm going to make some templates and things, so they'll improve again. I'm not terrible at graphics. I just don't have time, so I'll throw something up for these next couple of shows in the meantime. So, you know, if you see her, wish her the best of success from all of us. Uh, yeah, and then and she's uh, tremendous at, at video and editing and all those things. I'm sure, sure she'll be very successful with whatever she plans to do in the future. And uh, I'll certainly miss her and especially miss the help because uh, it's not easy doing all this stuff yourself, but I'm back to being a one man guy, you know, army here and I'm okay with it. I'm going to adjust some things. I'm going to figure out how to do the thumbnails better. I just haven't had time this week. And um, another final bit of business for the show is that you'll notice there was no midnight hour show episode today because we used to do them every Thursday and there's a whole nother drama rama reason for that. And I, you know, I don't feel the need to uh, go into that, but I wanted to just dump all the midnight hour show episodes at once, but Kari and others uh, that run shows are like, no, that's a bad idea. You know, uh, it's too much at once, but I want to get them out of the way. So what we're going to do going forward is we're going to host those on Saturday and Sunday evening at midnight. That's right, midnight on Saturday night and on Sunday. So there'll be two midnight hour shows a week, and you're all most welcome. This weekend, on Saturday night at midnight, we'll have one. On Sunday night at midnight, we'll have one. This will mean that every day going forward, there should be a video from us here, whether it's a live Truth Seekers taping or a production video or something else. We should have uh, something new on this YouTube channel every day going forward, doing it that way. You'll know that we take Truth Seekers off for the weekend, uh, but I, I will always have time to render a few of those and put them up and participate in the live chat. So all around, mostly good news. Uh, mostly good news. Uh, and, and you are all most welcome to come and join us for those. So that's what I got for you tonight. And what else can I say? Um, I hope you'll join us tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We will have an interview with L.A. Marzulli, uh, who you may know has been looking into these Paraka skulls and the Nephilim and the fallen angels and their connections or possible connections to aliens and ancient aliens. Uh, very, very interesting guy. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Please do come and join us and support us hosting uh, a great interview here. So that's what I got for you tonight, folks. Until next time, my name is Stephen Cambion. Good night and God bless all of you.